Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. Hi, guys. All right, so Aaron and I, you know, we don't normally comment on pop culture. That's not this podcast. We have opinions for sure about pop culture, but this isn't a podcast where we comment on it. Maybe we should comment on it more, but it's just not really our thing. Um, Although, go remember, to Not Skinny Not Fat for that, by the way. Mm-hmm. She's got the best. But remember our Hollywood episodes? Those were really funny. People Those really were them. really funny. Maybe we Your should. Your Ryan Gosling stories were a big hit. Yeah, maybe we should do more pop culture things. But I feel like. Let's just throw everyone under the bus. Every famous person we know, <gasps> give all their secrets away. It's not about them anymore. It's about us. Can if it's going to make our podcast successful, <laughs> then it's worth it. Imagine if we just went full throttle and just like just spilled all the tea. I mean, this would be a hit podcast. I, I think it could be worth a lot of money for us. Who needs friends when you can have money? Let's just write a book. We'll just, let's just, yeah. So do you want to drop all everyone's secrets in, on a podcast or in a book? I, don't I say know. both. I don't know. But I do feel, I don't want to like name names. I don't even just say we, the names. Adam okay. Levine. I just feel like we have to comment on this. By the way, you're very the girl who came out with the story right now with your like, like, um, not skinny, not fat called her out on this. What? She's like, there's a guy who is married to a supermodel and she's pretending like she's playing it coy. And then she fully says his name. Oh, well, so I don't no know. I would coy. definitely not say I'm like friends with these people. I would definitely not say I'm friends with them, but I know him. I've met her. And look, here's the thing. People cheat all the time. Let's just get that out of the way. We need to do a cheating episode for sure. We'd love people to do a cheating episode. People do cheat all the time. And... Our family was broken up because of a cheating situation. Relationships dissolve. Relationships end. You're pregnant. You've got kids. Whatever. It happens. But the way that this shit went down, Mm -hmm. I just, I felt the need to say something on TikTok because I was so mad watching this girl Mm -hmm. make this TikTok about the situation. And then most people were like, oh my God, yes, you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. And then there were a handful of people that were like, why are you mad at the girl and not the guy? So I I just want to talk about it. Yeah, I think we should talk about it because I do think that you have an instinct that is very protective of guys. It's like you always want to attack the woman and not the guy. The guy is the fucking guy who cheated, is the person who cheated, not the girl. Are you good? I literally said in my video, the guy is a pig. But I don't want to talk to the guy right now, okay? The guy didn't make the viral video. Of course, the guy had the guy took the vows. The guy was Let's the just one. Let's say Adam. Let's use his okay, name. Okay, Adam. He. I just feel so like weird commenting on celebrities, but we're just we're going for it. Mm-hmm. What I was. I think saying, if you lose Adam Levine as a friend, you're fine. Yeah, I don't have his right? number or anything. Maybe you gain a friend in Bahati. Oh, okay. And like that's a good friend to have. I just. It goes without saying that the married person who took vows, who cheated on his wife, is the bad guy. But it doesn't really go without saying, like, like I do think it's important. We do live in a sexist society where even women want to be more angry at the woman than the guy. Guess what? If I heard, oh, my God, Adam Levine cheated on his pregnant wife with this girl, my instinct would not be to be like, well, fuck that girl. But the way that this woman did it, the way that this woman got full hair and makeup, the whole thing to go make a video on TikTok to blast the situation out for the world to see instead of messaging Bahati pregnant if she felt like she really needed Bahati to know. I agree with that. You could have done that. The way 
here's what I wanted to say on my TikTok is I didn't want to address men because guess what? I don't understand men. I genuinely don't understand them. We were, mm. I, I don't understand why men cheat. I, I wish I could say that well, I did. it's not just men that cheat. Women cheat too. I know, but what I was saying as a woman, I was saying, hey, ladies, can we just woman to woman have a conversation here right now? If a man is married, if a man is, is a pig and is DMing you, pig move. As women, we need to do better. As women, it goes without saying that the guy needs to do better. But as women, we need to get to a point where that is just a no-go, where mm -hmm. our instincts are, bro, you're married. I, I, I'm so sorry. Like, mm -hmm. I cannot engage with you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was saying is like, woman to woman, like, why, why? Mm -hmm. Why do you, why is your instinct to go, oh my God, Adam because people are me. insecure He's people need attention people and i'm not making excuses for them human beings are very flawed and we only look at the world from our perspective how does this affect me i want fame i want success i want attention i want people to pay attention to me i want people to know me you think about yourself you don't think about that poor woman that is sitting at home that's going to read about it in the daily mail about her marriage while she's pregnant with her third child this girl's probably also like 22 years old again not excusing it but young people are fucking stupid they are dumb they are short really well they i know a lot of 22 year olds who wouldn't fucking go there with a married man well, I know. So, I mean, listen, both of us have been 22-year-olds uh, with yeah. married guys that are yep. making themselves very available, yep. famous yep. and not famous. And I've de most definitely never been involved with a married man. Nope. I don't think never. you have either. Never. I was in a situation with a married man once where I was introduced to him being told that he was um, separated from his wife. And then I never, nothing ever happened. But as soon as I realized he was definitely not separated from his wife... I refuse to see him ever again. Yeah. If you remember correctly. I, I, just, I never kissed him even. No, it's just, it's gotta be as women, we've gotta all sort of come together and hold hands and decide together. We're not engaging with married men. We're not going after married men. Like it just has to be off the fucking table. It yeah. just has to be. I was surprised about this one. I mean, nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors, but I was surprised about seeing that he was cheating on her. Not because she's hot, not because she's a Victoria's Secret model, because I actually do not think that... Um, well, that that being, doesn't matter. I don't think that being attracted matter. to someone... Some of the most beautiful women in the world get cheated yeah, on. I don't think time. being attractive stops you from getting cheated on. No. Um, but I think liking your partner stops you from being cheated on. and Not wanting to hurt... Listen, I always and, say... But I've heard that she's really cool. That surprises me yeah. more than the fact that she's hot. The fact that she's cool, because I have heard that from people who like know her, that she's like really, really dope. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. Dude, it's so dark. It's so, it's just so dark. And I, I don't know. I feel creepy talking about celebrity gossip, but it's just, this goes, the conversation transcends this situation. Just cheating in general. Let's do a cheating episode. We'd we love need to. to do a cheating episode and covering all the things because I am definitely not perfect. I've definitely, in my early 20s, was told that a guy was single or that he was breaking up, but he was. It was just a girlfriend. They didn't even live together. We were 20. They weren't married. But married and children has got to just be off the fucking table. Social media has put us into a position where we're all available. We're all like able to be gotten a hold of. And we can't control the minds of these men who I'm sorry, their instinct is to be a dog. Yes, there are amazing men out there for sure. And men who would never cheat. But like, let's just be fucking real. Men 
have this thing about conquering a woman that women don't have with men. I do, I do think that. Yeah, but women are really competitive with each other. And any guy will tell you that they get more attention from women when they're wearing a wedding ring than when they're not. And I hate, right, right. That whole thing like, oh, wear a wedding ring and you'll get the girls. Because there's something about as women, we're used to being pursued. And as women, we're used to getting attention from guys. And when that guy has a wedding ring on and is being faithful to his wife, it's kind of like, a re- it's like they're re- they're like rebuffing you like oh you you've chosen this woman and you're not going to give me attention well I'll change your mind that's fucked up I mean this woman is pregnant I feel so bad for her I feel mm-hmm. so bad for her that it happened but I feel so bad for her How about the naming thing that this is out in the public I just think uh cut it out like don't respond with that um 100% discuss lays more with the guy. And if I had just heard through the grapevine, like, oh my God, like Adam Levine was like, has been fully cheating on his wife. I, I, I probably wouldn't even think about the girl. I might be like, oh God, with who? But because of the video she made and in the way she did it, clearly like looking for attention, clearly not being remorseful, Literally not apologizing. I don't know. I I was I was really upset by this TikTok. I really was. Again, if I heard we hear people cheat all the time on their wives, and it's like, oh my god, brutal. But this was just this just did not need to be so public. Mm. It just didn't need to be so public. All right. Well, in conclusion, Sumner's not even that great of a name. What's it? Oh, let's not even say her name. No, I didn't want to say either one of their names. It's it's a good ending for the segment. Okay. Because he was going to name the baby Sumner. Dark. So you know what I just did? I just did a trampoline workout. I like just, I'm not going to complain that I'm busy or that I have no time for things. Because mm-hmm. as you know, I went on a rant this weekend. I've been going on a lot of rants. You're I really cannot, rant heavy this year. I'm really rant heavy this year, but I'm so sick and tired mm. of women mm. who have money, mm. who have nannies, mm-hmm. And who go on Instagram and talk about self-care Sundays. It's like you have self-care every day. Like you have nannies, you have money, you have all the things. I don't like women with so many resources that complain about how busy they are Mm -hmm. and how they just need time for themselves. It's like it's a little tone deaf. I do want to ask you because you do have a nanny. And yeah. you do complain about being no, I um, don't about not having time for yourself. No, but it's it's different. I don't. Why is it different? Because I don't go on Instagram and complain about how I just have no time for anything. But you and complain how, about it in real life. Okay, but like not on what, Instagram. I just what's think it's the difference. I'll tell you what the difference is. It's one thing if I'm sitting here with you saying like fuck, this day has been insane. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to this thing. But to go on a platform with so many people where there are, you have followers who do not have help, who are working multiple jobs, who like genuinely don't have time for anything. I just think it's a little tone deaf. I think it's a little um, being out of touch Mm -hmm. is the thing. I think for sure, complaining all day long to your friends, to your sister, to your whatever. But when you have platforms, I just think it's just a little cringy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but I, do you uh, think Instagram has become more unhealthy for you lately? Because I feel like you're so riled up by other people's content. And I wonder if you would be happier if you weren't looking at all these women that trigger you so much. 
Because you have so many rants about what you see on well, there. Well, actually, most of my rants are political. That's really the basis. No, of you have my a rants. lot of rants about like women who do this or women who post this or women who post that, which I understand. But then, shouldn't you like just not look at it? Because it's I've probably muted, not good. I've muted a lot of people. Do you actually mute people? Yeah, you do. Okay. How do you actually? How can you go back and see who you've muted? Um, I'm sure there's some um, way to look at that. I know. I'd love to. I'd love to go back because maybe there are some people I'm like happy to unmute, but I forgot who I muted. Yeah, I've um, restricted a lot of accounts. What's that? It's when you, it was, I think it was designed for like bullies online. So you basically, if you block someone, they know you've blocked them, right? Mm -hmm. But if you restrict someone, they can still comment on your photos and they think everyone's seeing it, but they're the only one seeing the comment. Oh Lord. Why don't you just mute? Muting is different. Muting means you don't see their content. Restricting means that that person thinks that they're writing on your page like you're a dumb bitch and then everyone's seeing it like trolling you but but they're the only ones seeing their comment and you're not even seeing it got it so it kind of like takes all the energy it's super super offensive to be muted i'd rather be unfollowed because it's like then it's like take a hard line but like muted is like i like you enough to where like i don't want you to know i unfollowed you but you're so painful i muted you Mm -hmm. i'd way rather be unfollowed than Mm -hmm. muted last night it's so fast i'm always so fascinated by how different people handle things. So like last night, Sarah and I, we had a girlfriend of ours came over who has a store, a popular clothing store. And like two minutes into I talking to her- I have no idea her, where you're going with this. Sarah goes- um, Why don't you carry our clothes? No, she goes, well, because we were talking to her about carrying our clothes. And she was like, yeah, I would love to. And Sarah goes, be honest with us. What do people say about favorite daughter? Tell us the truth. Tell us the right truth right now. What do people actually say about favorite daughter? What do they say? I know that if somebody's speaking negatively about favorite daughter or something, like, I don't really want to know about it because it would just offend me and bother me. I'm going to tell you. interesting seeing that you, like, ask someone to tell okay, you Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because I don't really know. Because people don't... I love constructive criticism. I love feedback. Like I want to hear. So it's like no one's going to say to us like, oh, you know what? The like quality of that blouse, like it's not that good. Like so I want to know like, oh, what's the narrative? Like people probably are only telling us the good things. You're in the fashion world. You have a store. What is the narrative? I actually think that's like a perfect, perfectly normal No, just the way that you say it is like you're like, give it to me. Tell me what everybody's saying behind our back kind of thing. That's not what I meant. I really meant just like, what's the narrative? But to your point, people handle things differently. I like to know. And I especially want to know from someone like her who is a buyer of fashion. Yeah. And I was just saying that it's interesting to see how different people handle things because I get embarrassed and nervous. Like I don't want to hear those things because I don't like want to feel bad for no reason when I feel proud of something. What goes on for you that you want to hear that stuff? Because it then makes you feel bad. No, it doesn't make me feel bad. If she was like, can I be honest with you? Like people say the denim is blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, oh my God, interesting. And then I take that back to the team and be like, hey, one of the head buyers of one of the most popular stores in LA was saying that the denim is blah, blah, blah. And we will take that feedback and make those changes. See, I don't take things like that personally. Mm -hmm. That is the beauty of guys. We are very different. So Aaron and I are always trying to bring you different ways to take control of your health, whether it's the food you eat, the sheets you sleep in, the, you know, all of it. And Everly Well is a great way to take control of your own health. You know, there are so many things that you need to be aware of earlier than you think. And the earlier, the better. So they have so many different 
uh, kits that you can do. Everlywell has um, women's health specific. Um, if you've been experiencing certain symptoms and you don't really know where to start, then, you know, they have a women's health test that can measure like 11 biomarkers um, that can play a role in your overall health and your wellness and um, look well, out for have, abnormal they have over levels. 30. There's 30 tests. Did you already say that? No, I know. And I was just talking specifically about the women's health one. The food sensitivity. There's food sensitivity. There's also men's health. Um, there's a ton of them. And it just gives you really good preliminary um, understanding of where your health I'm is I'm a at. huge advocate in testing your hormones and mm-hmm. testing them early. Yep. I think we're not – for me, it wasn't until my 30s that people brought this up to me. Guys, test this stuff in your 20s. I'm telling exactly. you, just have the information. It really can um, help you one day plan for the family that you want if you just have the information as early as possible. Yeah. They also so have every, vitamins, by the way. They also have really good vitamins. They have vitamin D, three. They have omega fish oils. Um, so Everlywell ships the product straight to you with everything that you need in that one package. They, You just take an at-home lab test. You collect the sample, use the, it's like a little blood sample. It's really easy. Um, and then they use, you use the included prepaid shipping label. You send it into a certified lab and then a physician reviews the results and you get them on your phone in a few days. You can also share the results with your primary care doctor um, to go over it. And it's really simple. So for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash foster. That is everlywell.com slash foster for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash foster. Okay. This is about base. Um, it is luggage and bags. I Sarah, I spent the night over at your house over this weekend and I used my base and you want to know bag, something and I loved it. I looked at you and I thought, God, Aaron's really matured. She has such like chic, like adult luggage. Like stuff. it felt very adult and very organized mm-hmm. and very like chic. And normally you come over here with like a trash bag. Yeah. So I was very impressed. I really like it because it's got like a, like a, like a hard bottom and then soft top. So it's like got structure to it. And it was fantastic to use. By the way, do you know that this was created by Shay Mitchell, the actress who also has like a million trillion followers Mm -hmm. on social. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, mom always said, you know, it's fine. If you want to look like shit going to the airport, at least have nice luggage. You know, she's always would always say to me, like, you look so unkept uh-huh. in your sweats with the coffee stains. Please at least, you know, nice luggage. have nice luggage nice so you bags. look a little bit like you care. And yep. having nice luggage is a treat. And I feel a little less, you know, shitty mm-hmm. when I'm at the airport looking the way I do, but I have nice luggage. Yeah. So I really love the weekend. Great gift too. Great gift. Holidays are coming up. This is a great gift. Yeah. Their stuff is really nice. They have over 30,000 five-star reviews. And, Good um, for her, by the way. This company I know, we seems love to this be stuff. killing it. It's really nice. So right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash foster. Go to basetravel.com slash foster for 15% off your first purchase. And it is not spelled like a traditional base. It is spelled B-E-I-S travel.com slash foster. B-E-I-S. Okay, Allison, feels feels like we need to like you know, <laughs> smooth the beginning of this because it's feeling super. I disagree. Uh, I think aggressive people, and combative. I think people will appreciate hearing I don't s- think sisters so. talk to each other. I don't know. Okay, so should we change the vibe? Let's change it. Okay, let's change it up. Love you, Sarah. Oh, oh, you didn't like that. I have a lot of love for you. <laughs> I have a lot of love for you, but it's not. Can we do a little love. recap on like the weekend. Is there any reason to recap weekend? 
We went to Fashion Island. Mm-hmm. Never been before. Which is um, really fun. Really fun. A lot of good stores. An island of fashion. An island of fashion. We spoke um, at this like Style Week OC conference. And I think it was cool for us because we never get asked to speak about anything fashion oriented. We've never been asked to speak at any fashion conferences. That's um, not true. We literally were the keynote speakers at the School of Fashion in Michigan. Oh, that's true. At Michigan State. That's Michigan true. University. Which one okay, was it? that's true. It's Michigan Uni- University of Michigan. University of Michigan. We were asked to speak at that. That is true. Um, we did speak at it. But it is a new territory for us to be speaking on the business of fashion. And I liked it. I liked it too. I liked it. And um, I was really on. I was on my A game. Lucky for me, you had a headache. You didn't feel well. So I really got to shine. Well, it was sort of like the drive down there. I started thinking, hmm. Well, you have low tolerance for noise. No, Sarah. No, you got low. Sarah, you're, you're very not, sensitive to noise. Sarah, you're not going to have anybody on your side with this. What, why? Because it's crazy. I need to explain this. Okay. Sarah keeps her phone on with the volume on, full volume, like a high volume. And her ring notifications go off in the middle of meetings, fittings, car, car rides at full volume. And if anyone knows what the ring notification sounds like, it's like a it's chime. Annoying. It's annoying. It's a very loud chime. Yeah. And it continued to go off while we were driving down in the car for an hour and a half drive. And then on her ways, we're listening to music and her ways that we're following. Also, she has the volume on. So every 10 seconds, it stops the song to tell you like to stay in the left lane or like merge left or like this thing is coming up. And I'm I the driver. Like, I need to. And I, I'm like, Sarah, you want to put your phone on silent? Like the ring notifications going off, everything. And she looked at me. She's like, oh, my God, you're so sensitive. It's crazy. That's not that sensitive. Like nobody leaves their phone ching, chiming and dinging and everything out loud when you're in a car with someone. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, but don't you see that? Like, that's not me being sensitive. The ring, the ring notifications are aggressive. Thank you. There must be a setting to fix them because I do it's like called to silencing your phone. I know, but then I'm driving, so I can't look at my phone. But you must have rings all around the every side of your house, right? Because yeah. it goes off constantly. You don't even yeah. seem concerned with it. You don't. You're not interested in the. I should in the be chime. nervous if I don't hear the chime. Yeah. It goes off all I'm the like, time. Like my house burned down, and it's not even chime. like you're looking at the chime because you're concerned that someone shouldn't be there. You just want to hear it. I don't know. Like, yeah. You want all of us to hear it. I I took. I was really excited. I was like, V, you say you want to be in fashion. You should come to this event, and it'll be great. It's other fashion people and bloggers and you know editors, and then we're going to anthropology and we're going to style people. You say that that's what you want to do, and she's like, "That doesn't sound fun." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, so you you don't want to be in fact, mm-hmm. you just don't at all." Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, "Okay, I'll come, but I need to have a friend with me." She this she's at this stage where she cannot do anything alone. Yeah. She has to have a friend with her, and it really fucking annoys me. Mm-hmm. But then mom was like. Sarah, that's normal. Like once they're in middle school, like they want to have their friends. Like she doesn't have a sister that's close to her age. Her sister's five years younger. It's normal, but it really annoys me. Mm -hmm. She's she has to have a friend at all times. Well, she brought two friends. She brought two friends. (laughs) I know. We were outnumbered. We were outnumbered, and they also were not interested in hearing us speak. No, they weren't. So it's just a big lie. And by the way, all three of them say they want to be in fashion. If you ask all, ask all three of them, they're like, I want to be a designer. Mm-hmm. I mean, Berlin's dad founded Redone. 
Otis's mom is Jen Meyer jewelry. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, this, you know. Fashion everywhere. Fashion everywhere. And the drive down there Fashion was, nepotism everywhere. The drive down there was pretty wild. I mean, Sarah's saying I'm like sensitive to sound, which maybe I am an, an HNP, right? A high, HSP, highly sensitive person. Well, you are. But we're driving in the car and in the back seat, these three kids, for not for one second, did they stop bickering and like hitting each other and then snapping at the other other and like, don't touch my leg. And like, why am I sitting in the middle? And like, switch seats with me. It was like constant, constant, constant. Yeah, kids are very annoying. And then your thing, it's chiming and going off. And I'm like feeling like I'm getting sick. And I was like, I might just open the car door on the freeway and just like slowly let myself out. These are the moments when you do need to find your Zen. You need to find your, or, I, I or have just <laughs> asked my sister to like maybe turn her phone. I, but then what Sarah, what you actually did yeah. to make everybody shut up, Sarah offered the kids. Oh yeah. This was amazing. I'll give any of you $30 to the last person who speaks. Mm-hmm. So the one who can stay quiet the longest. Listen, nothing like some cash to get these kids to shut mm-hmm. up. Then they started negotiating. Berlin was like, how about you make it 75? And I was like, yeah, that was crazy. Berlin, this is not a negotiation. We're offering $30. Great tip, guys. If you're in the car with kids, just offer them some cash. Yep. Cold, hard cash does the job. And they were quiet. They were really quiet. They were quiet. It was for- wonderful. A really long time. So that's what we did on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only going to say this because people have asked. Okay. A, like a lot of people have asked. Okay. I did lease another horse. Oh my okay. <laughs> and I'm not going into it because Aaron will I not mean, let me. No, go into it. No. Maybe people are going to like it. It's fine because there's not like that many people that want to know. But I, um, I just sort of decided that we don't judge when – you know, people join golf courses or, you know, go surfing constantly. Like horseback riding is my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I, happy you I have found riding. a co-leaser. Not that that many people message me. I did get a couple messages. Saying, oh, you did? Oh, that sounds interesting, but nothing really panned out. I'm sure there's like some rich people that like don't even like horses that are just kind of like want to be friends. Oh. They're no. like, I'll, I'll co-lease a horse, whatever no, that means. I didn't. It's okay. I have found a co-leaser because taking on the financial burden of that is just I can't justify it. So I, I'm going to do it with somebody else. And um, I'm really happy about it. Okay, great. Yeah. What's it doing for Oh, do you want to tell everyone the name of the horse that you chose to lease? I did not choose the name, Erin. Okay. But its name is Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's bad luck to change a horse's name. Oh, my God. It's Your bad horse's luck. name is Rolex. It's just too good. I know. It's just too good. I know. And um, it's bad luck to change the name. So that'll be, that'll be so her name. So Rolly. It's a girl. I like Rolly. I think Rolly's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should maybe you should you should come and and try. Try what? Try horseback riding? Yeah, I, I've I'm into horses. I've ridden horses. I don't think I could put you on mine because she's a little she's a little tough. Oh, but there's some ponies that would be good for you. I'll take a pony. A large pony. A large pony. I'm down with that. I, I like horses a lot. They're yeah, beautiful. because like, what is your sport? You don't have one. No, I don't have one. It's not. Um, Physical stuff isn't the release it is for you. You don't go to the gym anymore. No. What are you doing? Pilates. Right. I do Pilates. It feels good. Yeah. I do Pilates. So I've started. Go on walks with friends and like uphill walks. I've started jumping on the freaking trampoline. And I'm telling you because I was doing all this research about. Mom would love hearing that. Lymphatic drainage or whatever. I've never had a lymphatic drainage massage. Apparently. They're very good for you. Jumping on the trampoline is like the equivalent of like a full lymphatic drainage massage. Have you not heard mom tell you this a million times? Mom, mom wakes I, up in the morning and she like jumps up and down. 
On, on the ground or on a trampoline? No, on the ground, like shakes her arms. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing as a trampoline. I'm telling you, I haven't, I haven't been doing it that long, but you don't, it's just like my kid's trampoline. You don't need, you can have like a little one that you keep, you know, next to your bed. They have all sizes, but it's kind of amazing. I got an Instagram. I did an Instagram purchase the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, something called a prana mat. And it is a mat that has... Is that the red light thing? No, it's a mat that has all these like um, little colorful plastic like lotus flowers that are spiky. Okay. And you lay on the mat and it's like spiky. Like it like pushes into your skin. It's like a microneedle? Kind of, but I, th- I think it's more like acupressure points. And it's This was just a fed to you on Instagram and you bought it? Yeah, because it said that it was really good for... Um, it was good for, uh, blood circulation, fatigue. Is it breaking the skin? It doesn't break the skin, but it feels like it's going to. And Are so you, you naked have to, on it? Yeah. You just have to put your bare oh back. My Let me show you the imprint that it did on me last you night. You also got that other mat from Instagram ad. Which you're one? really a, you're a real consumer. Oh, I'm big on my Instagram. Here's a little puncture points on <gasps> my back. Oh my gosh. It hurts. But it's supposed to be really good for you. And then it may, it gets really red because all the blood rush is there. And it's supposed to help you, I don't know, with a million different things. And you're you're a shopper. on Inst- You're an Instagram. It's interesting because you're not – you don't like go on like Net-A-Porte. But no, you'll no, no. go – you buy those Instagram things. Yeah, I don't like go and buy like clothes or bags or shoes. But I love a wellness purchase. A wellness purchase Are you liking is, the red mat? That's my kink is like wellness stuff. Do you like that red mat? The red mat? I don't know. You put, there was something right. You put around your face and then you put, it was very expensive. Oh yes, yes, yes. That is called the Saluma. C-E-L-L-U-M-A. Are they, are they advertising on this podcast? They're not advertising well, then on this why podcast. Do you have, why are you trying to say the you name? You just asked me to I tell I didn't you. ask you the name. I just said, what is it? Okay. Well, it's called Saluma. They need to earn their I know, mention. but if I talk about it and then people flood my messages, ask yeah. me what it's called. They need to earn their mention. Um, it's like a medical grade red light um thing and it's moldable so like you can like make it a circle around your face you can like curve it around your back curve it around your stomach um and i bought it, it was very expensive um and then i saw a couple weeks ago on kim kardashian's instagram she posted this like spa day she created for a friend of hers for mm-hmm. her birthday and she had it and everybody had those saluma um lights over their faces well, they probably sponsored it they probably they probably gave it to her for free yeah, it was like a yeah for yeah. sure they did. Mine was full price. You did not get it. You had to pay. No, the person who introduced me to it was like, "Oh, I can get you a discount." I was like, "Great!" And then when I ordered it, I was like, "Oh, where's my discount?" And they were like, "We'll send you a gift and with purchase." Oh god! And I was like, "That's not really a discount." You got you and got shut it, down. And it arrived, and there was no gift in there, so I don't know what the gift was. All right, well then I will say that this is also not an ad, but uh-huh. I have been using that light thing that I purchased. Uh-huh. Or, no, sorry, didn't purchase it. It was gifted. Okay. But they didn't pay me. They just said, hey, we'd love to gift you this. And and they said, listen, if you don't like it, don't talk about it. Like, of course. But if you if you do like it, if you do see results, then talk about, then it. Talk about it. And it's really freaking good. I swear to God, I noticed a difference. I mean, I did, I did do that uh, treatment in New York, you know, like the here, – okay, here's the thing. Aaron and I are big believers in skincare and non-invasive, like, Things to stimulate collagen. Aaron and I do not do threads in our face. We do not do filler. We do not, we're not. Well, we, we've done filler. That's not, but that's not like our thing. I've, I haven't done that in hundreds of years. That's not our thing. Our mm-hmm. thing is skin quality, skin texture, stimulating I'm not as collagen. I'm as obsessed with that stuff as you yeah, are. You don't, you, you're not really into I that. I honestly woke up this morning, I put moisturizer on, and I came over. That was it. Yeah. 
But I think that you can really change your skin by incredible skincare. And as you get older, what you need to be focused on is stimulating collagen. That is what you need to be focused on. So all the things that stimulate is what you need to be doing. And I think that this light that I got, it's really expensive, but because of those payment plans, you know, you can like make payments. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not making payments. So no, I'm not making payments, but it's, I think it's really, I think it's really, really good. You got to use it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easy. you just like at, before you're What's going to bed and you're, it's called Lima. How do you spell it? L-Y-M-A. Okay. Maybe they'll send you one. Okay, great. Probably not. But so it's hard to tell what is working since I did that thing in New York. But, you know, mm-hmm. you got to keep up. You got to keep up with uh, with the things. Yes, retinol. You, do. you don't use retinol, do you? Um, I'm starting to use the exponent one. Yeah. And by the way, That's it's really weird good. that guy men need to be up on their skincare. It's so crazy how men just like don't. Well, listen, when men have wrinkles, it looks better. I am, they look I know, kind of like weathered in a cool way and like I they know. look distinguished. It's not fair. Um, but Exponent, I was saying, is a brand that we did invest in. So the, they don't pay us. We paid them to be yeah. a part of it. Yeah, um, but you know, that gets tricky. When, all, when I talk about companies that we've invested in and I'm like, this is not an ad, some people will write me and they'll be like, it is an ad because you're an investor. And it's like, guys, like let's just explain the landscape. It is risky. Early stage investing is risky. We took a risk writing a personal check, a pretty large personal check, to a business that we believed in early stage pre-launch before we ever knew if one person would buy the product. So, so like, yes, of course, if it if it is successful, then yes, like we will make money. But you never know. That's the game of early stage investing. It is risky. So also when you say we, not an ad, it's also not an if ad. We put our money into it, then that means that we believe that product yeah. really works. I just think sometimes people don't um I am engaging more with followers and so I am having more conversations with people. Like yesterday I it occurred to me I was I was watching I was on Instagram and I was watching like a makeup tutorial and I was excited because I do watch makeup tutorials and I do like to see like what the latest products are and whatever. And this woman was putting makeup on and she had like a crazy Snapchat filter on. Mm. And I was like, how does nobody say to this woman, you're putting on bronzer mm-hmm. and you're putting on foundation? But you have like a Snapchat filter on and a ring light. So you're so blown out. Mm-hmm. We cannot see the makeup. You're talking about a bronzer that as the audience, we can't see. Like I was excited to watch it. And how does nobody say that? Like you, if you're going to do a makeup tutorial or a skincare tutorial, you cannot be filtered. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something I don't do a lot. I'm going to just go raw dog. I'm going to I'm gonna just go totally raw. Uh-huh. First thing in the morning, no makeup, camera on, not through Instagram, no Paris filter, no nothing. Whoa. And show what exponent, because I did the retinol the night before and I woke up and I really noticed a difference. Mm -hmm. And I went to sort of go put a, you know, just like our little subtle, it's not a crazy filter at all, but it is, it is a filter. And then I was like, no, that would be very hypocritical because Mm -hmm. I just, I just had the thought of, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yes. So I wanted to show, and I think, you know, you see these other apps that are really catching fire like this be real have you heard of this everyone now is talking about this app i was there when someone told you about it right okay so it's 
I haven't gone on it yet, but it's, you are not allowed to filter. You are not allowed. It is truly your real self. It's called be real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And V knew about it. So like, of course you did. All young people know about it, but I love that. You're like Like, the last one to know about it. Right. But how cool is that? That now this new app that's catching. Right. Well, cause for our older followers who don't know what it is, be real is, um, a social media platform where it sends you, um, an alert. And when, when it sends you an alert, you have to take a photo in that moment of where you are, what you're doing. It doesn't have to be you in the photo. It could be whatever's happening in the room that you're in. No filter, no nothing. No editing. No editing, just in that moment. Yeah. And you have like a certain amount of time, 30 seconds or something to um, to post the photo or else you just don't post a photo in that moment. And you do it, I think it's just once a day. It tells you exactly when to do it. It catches you off guard, I think. It's, and you have to show exactly that real moment. Isn't it funny how everybody's like, me included. I'm like, oh my God, like that's so wild. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, did you think about, but what it's telling us is that, is that people are craving now more of, of realness, realness. The young, young generation right now, I think is really craving something real because, and that makes me happy. That means the bubbles bursting on the apps that are making you, you know, like shit, changing your facial features is hopefully being phased out and things like Be Real are going to be more popular. All those accounts too are picking up steam where like they show celebrities in what they posted and then they show the actual photo. I I don't want to name names, but it is wild how many people alter from head to toe. Mm -hmm. Like like you you can give yourself the exact waist, butt, ankles, calves, neck. I I mean, it's really incredible. They have these apps where you can make your eyes bigger, Mm -hmm. your lips bigger, your cheekbones higher, your, your eyelids Mm -hmm. smoother. I mean, it's freaking crazy. Yeah. It's scary. It's a great way to hate yourself in real life. Yeah. But have you seen, have you seen the accounts that show you Mm -hmm. like what they posted, but then like what the paparazzi found Mm -hmm. or whatever? Yeah. It's pretty alarming. And they're like uh, really attractive people too. Really attractive people who look so good without it. Yeah. It's really crazy. Anyway, what I was going to say is that exponent that I've been trying to use. So basically we met this founder and she tested like oh, yeah, this 60, is crazy. she tested like 60 different, very popular skincare brands. And she tested their serums and their creams that have all these fancy ingredients in them, um, tested them over a period of time and learned that the majority of them by three months, the ingredients, the efficacy are, is the like, ingredients yeah. are no longer active. Yeah. Because you've put your fingers in it, it's been exposed to air, and over the course of a few months, the the things in it don't really do anything anymore. So you're pretty much just putting like blank flat cream well, on your face or a serum that doesn't do like, anything. We're trying to be like, yes, we invest in. Con- Wait, can I explain what it does? So mm-hmm. why do you get annoyed when I say that? I'm just I'm not oh, explaining uh-huh. it. So because she discovered that, she invented a way to make. Um, skincare where every single day that you use it, it's fresh. So basically um, it's a powder form and it's like a little device. So it has powder on the top and then it has hyaluronic acid on the bottom. And every morning you like twist and pump and then just mix it with your finger. And it's like you're mixing your own um, face cream. But you don't feel the powders. Serums. You feel like you're just putting on a smooth serum. Like yeah, you don't you feel mix the powder it. at all. It's totally yeah, you mix mixed. it together and you put it on. So every single day it's completely 100% effective and fresh. That's the only way you know. Well, that's why we invested in the company is because, yes, like we do invest in like CPG and consumer and all those things. But we want there to be a different angle. We want there to be some sort of innovation, some sort of like – 
something like forward thinking, right? And this is literally creating a new category in skincare. I mean, it really is a different. I think a lot of people are going to be doing this for sure. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I do too. Okay, I have been loving the Vegamore dry shampoo. Obsessed. I've been using it constantly Obsessed. and their shampoo and conditioner. I sound so influency when I talk about Vegamore because I'm just so like obsessed, obsessed, I die, I die, but I really love it so oh, much. I really love it. It's such all, all all the things. I know we're supposed to talk about the shampoo and conditioner, but like the eyelash serum, which mm-hmm. hot I mean, tip. Mm-hmm. I also put on my eyebrows, guys. Okay. They don't what? Why are you no are saying you, okay? Are you silencing me? Not at all. I was okay. agreeing. It really does make a difference. I, I don't know why they don't tell you that it's for your brows, too. You can totally put it on your brows. No, it's like it's a hair thickening and hair growth company. Which we're all about. And it's all clean. It's very clean. We are all about the hair growth because as you get older, as you have babies, your hair just... losing that hair. I know, but your hair just does thin. And there are things on the market that really can help with thickening and fullness and all those things. And we've talked to you about a handful of companies Mm -hmm. and we like all of them for different reasons. Um, But Vegamore has... We've known about this company for a long time. The Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit is very, very good. It's a great lather. All the products are cruelty-free. They never have parabens or hormones. A lot of hair growth products, you you guys should know, have hormones in them. And any hair growth stuff that has hormones in it, which is fairly common, um, you can have really bad side effects. Just Google hair care dangers. (laughs) No, I'm just saying that way I'm telling you to look at it and I'm not saying okay. it to you. All right. So don't let damage of the past hold your hair back. See your hair's full potential with Vegamore. Vegamore. Go to <laughs> vegamore.com slash foster and use the code foster to save 20% off on your first order. That is V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash foster. The code is foster to save 20% at vegamore.com slash foster. Okay, Sarah. Up next, we have Athletic Greens. Um, And Athletic Greens is a a fantastic product. It tastes delicious. And you can drink it every single day, put it in water, put it in juice, put it in a smoothie, whatever you want. One scoop, inside one scoop of AG1 has 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, including a a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, green superfood blend, and so many other things. They're all high quality, all bioavailable ingredients. They all work together. Um, They help your immune system. They help with energy. They help with digestion, gut health. It's just across the board. So positive. We love this product. It's really, really clean and reliable. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going- I one word. I know, but we know how you feel. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash foster today. How great to just get it out of the way. Athleticgreens.com slash foster to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. You've made a comment in the last podcast. You're like, I don't know why I let you steer the ship. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you steer the ship today. Okay. Actually, today's probably not the best day because you're, you're sick. So today is actually a day where I ne- I'm not like full I sick. I'm just sort of it. like on the fence and I can't decide if I'm sick or not. But I definitely woke up feeling sick. You know that it's a pet peeve of mine when people who are sick 
Spend a minute. Act like they don't. When people who are sick are like, oh, it's allergies. Or when people who are sick no, are like- No, I'm not saying it's allergies. Like I'm you're just sick. saying it's, it's mysterious because two days ago I had full body chills and I was like, oh, I'm getting the flu 100%. I am like, could have COVID. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday I woke up and was like, maybe I'm not. I think I actually feel okay. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, hmm, my throat feels swollen. Uh-huh. Took a COVID test. It was negative. Um, and so, yeah. Um, I guess I could try to steer the ship if you want me how to. How about we let you try and we see how it goes? <laughs> how about, because honestly, I think a lot of our solos do really well and I'm usually steering the ship. So let's switch it up. So you're saying you're the reason why it's Well, I'm just saying well. you are the one that made the statement that I'm always steering the ship in the solos. And the no, solos do there was, well. There was, <laughs> you're so competitive. It's crazy. Like you always want to have to take credit. I, I, I wasn't saying you're steering the ship in a negative way. Just I think la- that was maybe the last episode that um, you had a lot of topics you wanted to talk about. So you were sort of like taking us in a million different I have a lot of opinions do have a lot of And this is my the only place to actually say them because I don't on my Instagram, contrary to like our joke. You do. Do you know how many things I keep inside? Well, that's scary because you really let a lot out on your Instagram too. I don't feel like I do. so much to say. I don't feel like I do. Like there are people on Instagram who who talk every single day, every single morning, all they take us through their entire day and they are constantly – Checking in and talking and showing us their their routines and their 24. Like we are on the daily journey with so many people we follow. But they're not all opinionated. You know, some of well, them are all, like, here's my cup of tea and this is the sweetener I use. And here's swipe up for the link. Yeah. You know, I just. You're coming in hot like, guys, I have to tell you, I am sick and tired of blah, blah, blah. And by the way, I have a lot of opinions too. I get it. You keep yours more to yourself. The only reason why I keep them to myself is because sometimes I don't feel like having a dialogue with yeah. hundreds of thousands of people about something. You know what I mean? Well, you don't get that many views on your stories. You know what I'm saying? I, I Sometimes I don't want to have a dialogue with people about it. I just kind of want to um, work through it with my friend group or something. I guess I'm just feeling especially passionate about um, what's happening in our city because I am experiencing it like my, you've experienced it too. No, I'm very, very passionate about what's we happening. We are in our both city. experiencing. Um, I've had multiple break ins on my street. I had a mentally ill woman try to break into my home uh, three nights ago. Three nights ago. Yeah. I have it all on the ring camera. Um, she couldn't get into mine because I have a crazy security system here, but she went right next door because she couldn't get to mine. And um, punched punched through the French doors and got into their home. So um, that's a very scary. Time I think you know right a now. few people were like, "Well, it was a woman." I'm like, "Are you? Do you know many women like murder people? Mm-hmm. Women are dangerous too, and especially a mentally ill woman who's potentially on drugs." Mm-hmm. You was, know what? I'm down. Let's go down this road. It was this really conversation. we we can. And no, I, no, I'm very down because I feel. Very, I just very think the same. I'm really. I and I this won't apply, I don't think, to people that don't live in LA. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing cities all across the country experiencing more homelessness, more crime, more sort of um uh chaos mm-hmm. than ever before. It's not just LA. We have these very, very, mm-hmm. very left, very progressive mm-hmm. um officials all over the country. Yeah. That and to be clear, and Aaron and I have said this, we are Democrats. Aaron is I'm probably more of a Democrat than you are. No, you're I am I am a conservative Democrat. 
and I'm not, and I feel fine mm-hmm. saying it. Well, listen, I think follow me. I listen, don't care. We, it's changed over time what it looks like to be. I a feel Allison going go. Don't go down no. this road, but I think we have to. I don't think she is. Okay. I think that being a Democrat and being a Republican looks very different today than it did five years ago. Yes. And five years ago, or three years ago, uh, I felt really confident being a Democrat and felt really confident saying I'm a really liberal person. And I think today it looks very different and I don't connect as much to what the far left movement is focused on um, or doing. And right now what's happening in LA is we have a, we have a lot of problems, but we live in a very, very expensive city to live in. We pay the highest taxes, some of the highest taxes in the California country. California more than New York? I think California and New York are the same. Just saying some Maybe of the Maybe actually hi- more because of property taxes. Because in New York, yeah, you know. Some of the highest yeah. taxes in the country. Yeah. And there are homeless encampments on my corner, on uh, corners really close to you. There's break-ins everywhere. The crime is out of control. No one gets kept in jail for more than 24 hours. No one's scared of an alarm system. Everyone feels on high alert. And I do not understand. There was a law passed recently in California about a month ago that um, there was no longer allowed to have, you were no longer allowed to have a homeless encampment within 500 feet of a school. But people like woke no, left, on it. the left, they were rioting and protesting <laughs> against it in the courthouse. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like that it's inhumane to not let homeless people sleep within 500 feet of a school. You have to understand, like, we live in LA, we walk around. The people that we're seeing on the streets, these are people with severe drug problems. These are people who are out of their mind. These are people who are, who could be violent. Hold on, but not all. I think we just I have said, to be. could be. Right. I think we have to be. Because I've not, had these conversations with people on my Instagram. We are not saying all these people are violent and all these people are blah, blah. There are definitely a handful of homeless people who are kind, who We're are down not on out. drugs, who are down and out and who need help. But and, when you, but I'm sorry, I mean, they first hand experience but, yeah. walking through LA, yeah. most of these people, it is really a drug issue, which is a mental health issue, right? Because if you do certain types of drugs, your, your mental state has changed forever. These are people who are taking a shit on the sidewalk in front of kids walking by. Yeah. Like that well, is not what's only happening. That, they're also smoking crack. They're, they're also, you crack. walk by, you see you see like drug paraphernalia. You, you see people shooting up in someone's front yard. Like this is not. On it's, Saturday, it's, it's, it's V not, and I were walking. Not, can I just say, it's not inhumane to want these people to get help. It's inhumane to not help them and keep them on the streets. It's inhumane yeah. to leave them on the streets. Yeah. How are you, how is a person that's, that literally has a needle hanging out of their arm and is passed out on a sidewalk in front of kids walking by? How is that good for that person? to leave them there. It's not. Yeah. Um, v and I were walking on Saturday. We were just going for a walk and a guy, um, didn't chase me down the street, but kept calling me a whore. Mm-hmm. And V was really scared. Of course and she what was. was so crazy was there were people around. We were going through a crosswalk. Nobody like said any, we are all just so desensitized now. No one said anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody kind of like, there were men around and nobody kind of walked near me to make sure. I mean, this was clearly a violent, aggressive guy. Mm-hmm. He did not touch me, obviously, but he was aggressively calling me a whore, mm-hmm. like going like at me as V and I were just walking at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning. And and this is just sort of the new normal. I feel like five years ago, if that happened, men around would be a little we'll bit like, involved. hey, don't talk to her like that. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, are you okay? Can but you're I help so scared you? Can I walk? People are so um, unpredictable right now. People are unpredictable. And I think people are also scared to intervene. And because does that come across as insensitive to what, they're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just we're living in a crazy time 
And the other thing to think about is and why the homeless issue is so important to tackle and the, how it is important to get people off the street and that encampments are not okay is that it is hurting small businesses on a level that your people aren't thinking about. When you have a small business, you have a restaurant and you have someone shooting up heroin outside, you are losing customers. I've seen it happen. I've talked to small business owners in LA. There are restaurants that have closed down. Family businesses that have been around for 50 years that have had to close down because people won't come in. Well, that is not helping. Not only will people customers in LA. not come in, but people that work in the stores are afraid. I mean, at, like they're afraid because I mean, as you know, that one girl who mm -hmm. was, and I don't want to talk about it because it's depressing, and people come to this podcast to not be depressed. They come here to sort of escape all this. But I think it's irresponsible. Episode seventy-five. I think we are very careful about keeping it light-ish and not. But I think it's irresponsible since this is our platform, mm -hmm. this is how we connect to our audience, to not just sort of touch on something that we are vocal about on our Instagrams, I especially mean, me. I took Valentina with me yesterday to a store on Melrose and the door, the front door is locked. We thought that the rest of the store was closed, but you had to ring a doorbell because of security. They can't even leave the door unlocked to a clothing store because you have to get buzzed in because it was dangerous. And then Valentina was like, can we go back to the car? I don't really feel comfortable walking around Melrose. I was like, yeah, I get it. Let's yeah. walk back to the car. It was, it's, it's like unsettling. I also think people like us are quiet because we've been told we're not allowed to have an opinion. You're not allowed to have an opinion if you're privileged, which we are privileged. You're not allowed to have an opinion. And I just think people are afraid to say anything. Nobody wants to stand for anything. Nobody wants to take a stand I'm not on anymore. anything. I'm, I'm bored of being scared. Because um, a lot of people get shamed for a lot of people like are not allowed to say like, I feel scared. People look at you like, you're not allowed to say that because you are whatever, whatever. And I'm just over it. And, um, well, listen, it's, you, you can, uh, no one can tell you that you're not allowed to be afraid when you and I have both personally had incidences at our house. I've had two attempted break-ins at the house that I live no, no in. No one can, I don't give a shit. No I'm one moving into a secure building while we're renovating our house because nobody, I'll feel more comfortable. Nobody can tell me how to feel or what to say. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to listen to this podcast, you don't want to follow me on Instagram, you don't want to be my friend, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you are, but I respect no, the rant. But like, no, but I'm just so tired of, of it all, as you know, because you can hear it in my voice. Mm -hmm. um, but so I have been vocal on my Instagram about my feelings towards all this because I'm truly for the first time in my life, looking at other options. Like, I don't know that I want to be living in a city that all elected officials don't really care. They feel safe. They don't think crime's a big deal. Mm -hmm. They're all coming together. They arrest somebody for violently robbing a store, and then they release them on the streets the next day. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Listen, I know we. I was in Europe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and you're like, why does it feel so different being somewhere where you feel safe walking around? Like going to dinner, walking home at one o'clock in the morning and not feeling nervous. It's just so weird to live in LA and feel so unsettled here. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah. Oh my God. I literally love Foria, but I hate talking about it with you. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to talk about orgasms mm -hmm. with my sister. We were raised not in a very uh, sexually friendly household. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like we weren't like the way that now we're like 
own your sexuality, own your body. It's beautiful. Like put it out there. You want your daughters well, our mom to be was comfortable. Like that, but we don't like it. No, like we were not raised in a house that made you comfortable about talking about sex and having a healthy sexual like. And it's so important. Like you should. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's talk about it. So, all right, listen. Foria is I'll an all really natural. Foria is an all natural plant based ingredient company that uh intensifies your sexual pleasure and relieves discomfort they have a real cult following they have tens of thousands of people who are obsessed with this stuff that are help their sex lives are being transformed through their products um there's Listen, if you're not like comfortable having during sex if you're like in pain or you're like that's not good for anybody so mm-hmm. you gotta like lube up with the stuff that's going to make yeah. the whole process. They have a great. lot of great um, products. They have the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. It's a perfect combo. It helps peak your pleasure. It helps lose, dis- you know, helps address discomfort. They use CBD and sensation-inducing organic botanicals to enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and help with discomfort. So you have our permission to try this. We fully endorse you going ahead and treating yourself to a more deeper, fuller, pleasure wherever you can wherever you can find it possible and you can start with a bottle of foria foria is offering a special deal for our listeners 20 percent off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foster or use the code foster at checkout that is f-o-r-i-a wellness.com slash foster for 20 percent off your first order i recommend trying their awaken arousal oil and the sex oil thank me later Little passports. It's so hard to we talk we talked in this episode actually a lot about getting your kids to put the phone down, finding ways to get your kids off the screen, off the electronics, and just doing the more simple things. And that's why I love little passports. Can I admit it's something really about little cute. passports? Yeah. Okay. So you know when Simon and I went to Europe, we got all the our niece and nephews presents and stuff. You know, got Josie and yep. cute stuff. So I got um, Otto and Junie stuff. And I went to send it to them. And then Montana was like, hey, do you want to throw in these little passport things you have at your house? Because we don't have kids at our house. Yeah. So I threw them in and they FaceTimed me to thank us for our gifts. They, they loved were it? more excited about the little passports yeah. than the gifts that we got them. No, because... And they were obsessed with them. Otto was like so hyped about this like explorer box that he well, got. Well, kids love a... Um, like I even remember that. Like kids love a... A uh, box of multiple things, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, you know. And little passports, just so they're they're, they're play based activity boxes. Yeah. So every month you get sent a kit that has um, these play based activities in them, interactive crafts and puzzles and games and stories to help kids with fun when they learn. And um, they have like solar powered robot or Spanish mosaic, animal friends in the Serengeti. That was the one that Junie loved. Um, it's for ages three to ten, and it's fantastic. I think this is a great present for like grandparents or aunts or uncles or friends to get because you can gift it to your friends' kids. But also as parents, guys, don't kid yourself. If your kids, uh, if they after school they come home and like their routine is they grab their iPad to like play a game. I'm telling you, you put a little passport in front of them instead of the iPad and you watch. They will be deep in this little mm-hmm. passport box for hours. And then you're going to be like, this is so much better than them having their iPad. Exactly. So for listeners of the show, Little Passports is offering new customers 20% off when you go to littlepassports.com slash foster. That is 20% off when you go to littlepassports.com slash foster littlepassports.com slash foster. 
Okay, okay so ready should we... for me to transition to our to <laughs> our light question? Is this the one? Yeah, I think it's really funny. What do you think about nipples having a fashion moment? Feels like everyone's either nips out or nipple covers. Well, this is interesting for me. It's interesting for you, especially since your nipples are always out and they're out right now. And I was I going, take offense to that. I was going to say before, why aren't you ever wearing a bra? I take offense to that. I'll tell you why. Because not everybody is born with flat nipples. I'm so sorry. Like some people have flat. But guess nipple. what? They invented bras for people like you. But that's not fair. Why should I have to wear a bra? Wear a bra because I my have anatomy was is different. Yeah, I have because why do I have to look at your big nipples right now? Well, why I covered my small nipples for you? I just don't. I don't know. I mean, she's asking. Well, first of all, she's saying that she feels like everyone's nipples are out, not just mine. I love a good nipple cover because, listen, I can't show up to, like, school drop-off with my nipples, like, out. Oh, yeah. And I have – I do not have flat nipples. Correct. So I usually wear – you're currently ni- wearing a white shirt <laughs> with no bra well, I am and no in, nipple cover. I know, but I'm home. But I'm you, not – You also were in the same shirt last night when we had a friend over for dinner and we're sitting at dinner with your kids and Tommy and this girl and I was like, what's up with your nipples just being everywhere? Okay, and also like, in my home. So I'm right. not I'm not like showing up to, you know, Simon's birthday in this shirt. I don't like know. This. I, I could see you doing that. No, though. that's not. All right, well, let's answer the damn question. Um, because I think what she means is you do see oh, a oh. lot of the young models. Also, Florence Pugh, she had a controversial moment. I don't know. She's what, so can, beautiful, can by the way. Festival? How gorgeous is she? She's really beautiful. It's crazy. I don't know if it was a Cannes Film Festival or something. She wore this like see-through sort of lavender colored outfit and she did not wear nipple covers and you could see her nipples. By the way, she has beautiful nipples. Well, but and it was controversial second. and she wrote, she posted and she was like, what do you guys care? It's a, the female anatomy. We all have nipples. Like, embrace it. And I was totally on her side. I liked seeing her nipples. Okay, well, here's the thing. We don't say anything about women who have cleavage out. Cleavage is also a part of the breast. So you've got the, the cleavage. Well, and you've got the nipple is, more, no, is more private. But says who? That Maybe that needs to be changed. Why should the nipple... There's a breast and there's parts of the breast. A nipple is part of the breast. So if you're okay with seeing crazy cleavage, as we all seem to be fine with then we should be okay with seeing the other part of the breast, which is the nipple. You know what? Free the nipple. Oh my God, you should coin that as a phrase. Did I just come up with free the you nipple? You just came up with free the nipple. I think, um, I think we should change the change the narrative on the nipple. Okay. Right? Like mm-hmm. if we want to um, ban cleavage, then let's ban the nipple. But I don't think we do. So let's just let it all hang out. Okay. Or is that wrong? I, I mean, listen, I was just saying that I liked seeing Florence Pugh's nipples. Yeah. I also am curious to see what people's nipples look like. Everyone has different nipples. And I'm like, oh, look at hers. They're like small and flat. Oh, look at hers. Hers are, you know, darker than I would expect. It is oh, interesting, hers, though. Hers are bigger than I would expect. I like seeing someone's nipples. It is interesting, though. If a woman walked in with like gorgeous cleavage, because cleavage is so pretty. I've never had cleavage. And cleavage is so pretty. If mm. a woman walks in with beautiful cleavage, it's like, oh, wow, like she's beautiful, whatever. But if a woman walks in with a T-shirt with a nipple, you're like, oh, my God, she's so tacky. Or she said, that's not fair. Mm. I don't think that's fair. Okay. Do well, you? Uh, I've never really thought about it. I guess. I guess you being, you know, we're just conditioned conscious. We're conditioned to associate seeing a nipple with being, you know, not classy. Yeah. Well, it's but, very, and I mean, that's it's, not fair. It's like seeing a camel toe. You know, it's a lot of anatomy to see. And you know how I feel about that. I think we need a You're, rebrand camel toe. Yeah, you want to bring it back. I mean, I just think if you have a camel toe, it's okay. Yeah, you're just showing you have a vagina. 
You're showing you have a vagina. Well, I think that that society's heading in the direction that you want it to be because I think we're getting more and more comfortable seeing people's anatomy. Mm-hmm. And I support that. Okay. My 10-year-old is now active on TikTok after I was a huge naysayer. But life happens and I let go of complete control. Obviously, I'm monitoring, but we are worried there will be a long-term detrimental effect effects for letting them be on the platform when it seems like an outlet for creativity. And we are all guilty of social media usage. It's hard to tell them, no, this isn't for you, just for me posting musings that are mostly of you. Listen, I think parents and social media is such a hot topic ever since that, I mean, before the documentary came out, the social Mm -hmm. dilemma, which we were all watched horrified Here's the thing, guys. We don't really know what effects fully are going to have on our adult children. Well, we We're know starting that it's to not see good, it. guys. We know that kids don't are never bored anymore. Kids don't just sit there in their room. If you didn't have access to look at this stuff, what would you do? You'd pick up a book. You'd go outside. You'd go on a walk. You'd be creative. You'd come up with something. You'd be inventive. You'd think. You'd have an imagination. Look, like that is how a, a kid's brain evolves. You are t- we're robbing our kids of the opportunity to just figure something out on their own. But every kid is different. And as parents, you need to know what kind of kid you have. Some kids are not addicted. Some kids True. can go on Roblox, which I am okay being on Roblox for short, short amounts of time. And then they'll put it down and they'll go and they'll read or they'll go and they'll, they'll, they'll do some. There are other kids like my kid who if I let her have her iPad for 10 hours, she would be on her iPad for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. On TikTok, on Snapchat, FaceTiming friends, playing Roblox, mm-hmm. um, watching a movie. You, it's good that you know that. So I know that about her. So because I know that about her- That's why she doesn't have a phone. I, that's why she doesn't have a phone. And that is why, for instance, Friday night, she had friends over. I said, hey guys, I'm gonna let you for 20 more minutes, be on TikTok, do, they were like, you know, they do come up with things that I'm like Creative. in awe over. I'm like, mm-hmm. they like direct little mini movies mm-hmm. and they, and it's, and that I like, and it's really cool. So I said, I was actually in one of their music videos. Do you yeah. remember? I was the love interest. Yeah. So I said, because I know what kind of kid my kid is, you guys got 20 more minutes mm-hmm. after that, all phones are going away and you guys need to figure something out. So the 20 minute mark came, everyone put him down. They went outside and they played volleyball for two hours. I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. I have video of it for two hours. It's so sad that we're like so impressed with this because that's what that's what we did as kids. Because that's what we did as kids. Because we didn't have anything else. But but if I didn't if I didn't do that, they would never have done they it. They would have never done it. Yeah, you can stayed. Come What's up, Tommy? They would have stayed on um, on their phones. Yeah, the they would have been. They would have been on their phones until till it was time to go home. So I think you just have to know what kind of kid you have. I think, look, you don't want your kid to be the only kid that is not allowed to look online or doesn't know what Roblox is or isn't allowed to, to whatever. I don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe that does serve that kid well as an adult. Here's the thing. We just don't know. There are some kids that are going to grow up living on Roblox who are going to invent an app one day and are going to be really successful Who knows if they're going to be happy? And then there are kids that won't be on social media forever and they'll grow up and, you know, be sociopaths. I don't know. We Mm -hmm. just don't know. There's no, there is no correct math. I think the the only thing that we do know is you need to be a present parent. 
Mm-hmm. That we know. We know you need to be a present parent. We know you need to be on top of it. We know you need to, I believe, up until a certain point, you need to be seeing with your own eyes what they're doing. I look at text messages. I look at Snapchat. I look at TikTok. I look at um, like all the group the group chats. Like I have to see it. I eavesdrop. I've been, I have read a couple diaries. Oh, that's not cool. Not Sarah. proud of it. I know it's not cool, Sarah, but. Sarah, that's not nice. I know, but I just, I'm. Well, what do you find out? I mean, some like juicy stuff. Like what? Like, like giving the no, tea. No, nothing, nothing. It's like, it's like fifth grade gossip. It's fifth grade gossip, gossip. But then, you know, she was like honest about a few of her like insecurities, <gasps> which of course broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you should share those with our audience. I'm not one. going to. Yeah, I'm not going nice. to. But I was able to, because I was aware of them, which I wasn't, I was able to sort of help a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, without giving away too much information. Right. So I just think that we know. You need to be a present parent. You also need to be an example for your kids. So it's like we touched a little bit about this, I think, in our last solo episode. Be the parent that they can emulate. Be the parent that they see enriching themselves through listening to podcasts or reading books or listening to books or cooking in the kitchen or being in a family. Like, I don't think it's healthy for children to be in a household where they're constantly being, you know, looking at a mom or a dad holding up an iPhone, filming themselves, filming them. I I don't think it's healthy to film kids. I really, really don't. I'm not, I do put my kids on Instagram and I do put cute photos, but I really think there has to be a separation. I do not think it's healthy for kids to like constantly seeing their parents making content and putting them in content. I don't think that is fair. I've Mm -hmm. had to really respect my kids. As you know, I don't, I don't film them a lot. I don't Mm -hmm. put it on, put it on a lot because I just don't think I don't think that that is healthy for them. Mm-hmm. But we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah, I agree. So do you think we answered uh, yeah, think that we question? I think we spent a lot of time on it. Okay. Well, we have a lot of questions. And we never get to enough, man. I know. And they're very long. These questions are long. They are long. Oh, okay. Well, what about this one? Um, first off, I'm obsessed with the podcast. My <laughs> sister and I were literally obsessed with Barely, Fam- Barely Famous. Hey, by the way, a lot of people have written me that didn't know about Barely Famous, but because of the podcast... Discovered it? Went on Amazon Prime, downloaded Barely Famous, and now are fans of the show. Cute. So I love that the podcast is... Love that. ...bringing people to Barely Famous. Okay. I also want to thank Aaron. Oh, I did hmm. not re- I did not read this ahead. Okay. I received my wish list for teachers when it said, oh. Aaron Foster, I too felt Barely Famous. Oh. I told everyone I knew and legit acted like I was basically a foster sister. Thank you so much. Question... Without getting personal, I would love to hear more of the dynamic of your parents' divorce. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm a single mom, and it's absolutely god-awful between my ex. Looking to see how your parents' divorce went and the effect it had on you as kids. Okay, look. We, it's a big question. It's a big question. I don't feel like I want to dive into our parents, mm-hmm. the specifics of our parents' divorce. I will just say that they did a lot of things wrong and they both know it and they've both owned up to it later in life. Yeah. I would just say the best advice I can give you, no matter how you feel about your ex-husband, that is the father of your children. And I, my best advice to you would be to never speak negatively about him to your kids. Mm-hmm. Try your best. I think it's easier said than done, but I think that is a huge 
vent to your girlfriends about what a dick he is mm-hmm. vent to your 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 mother because what people don't realize or yeah. you, you don't think about while you're saying that now I need to get what people don't think about is that every kid especially young kids feel like they are an extension of each parent so when you speak badly about their parent they feel like that's their dad you're talking about that's their mom they're talking about you you don't realize until there's some statistic like that until a kid is like, I don't know, 11 years old or something, they don't really realize that they are a separate thing than their parents. And so I think that when you talk negatively about um, your child's other parent, they feel somehow ashamed. You know, like that's my mom you're talking about. Or that's my dad you're talking about. And, and I remember as a kid having this feeling of like, oh God, the only reason why, you know, my parent has to talk to my other parent is because of me and they hate each other. And I remember that feeling of like, Oh God, I'm the reason why they have to know each other. And it made me feel like shame around it. So it really, when you talk badly about the other parent, even if you're justified because they're being a fucking asshole, um, it still to the kid somehow feels like it's about them. And so anything you can do to protect them from that, um, I definitely recommend. And now I'll wait because Sarah's Sarah's left and I'm here alone and I don't I don't really know how to talk by myself here. Hi, I talked a little bit, but then I stopped because I ran out of things to say. Oh. But I think yeah. I, did, I think I did a good job. You did? Yeah. Oh God. Okay, I'll be the judge of that when I listen back to the okay. episode. Um the, wait, there was one on the front that I really liked. What time is it? Eleven thirty. Okay, we're fine. Who was a role model for each of you growing up? Hmm. Interesting. Who was a role model? Well, I'll say this, that, you know, I, I think that your view of your parents changes so much as you get older. Right. If I hadn't known then what I know now, my mom would have been, but growing up, I was like, not at all. But now <laughs> I look back and I'm like, but like, yeah, she would for, have been. for me as an adult, like last night I was over at Sarah's house and Tommy was like, do you want to make some dinner or something? And I'm like, you know, in the kitchen and I'm making stuff. And, and I was like, telling Tommy something about how like, you know, how toxic the kids plastic <laughs> cups are that they're using for their kids and stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, I, I am, am my mother. Well, because our But mom- I was like, I'm happy with it. You know, like I, there's so many things that mom was so good at. Um, she was so, she so embraced her domestic life. And that's how I feel today. Like Saturday, somebody asked us in the audience, you know, what's your, where's your happiest, happy place? What's your joy? And I'm like, literally being at home with my husband and cooking and having friends over and being with your kids and Jordan's kids and, and Masha and Alex's kids. Like that's where I'm my happiest. And I really get that from mom. And I, and I'm happy that I was like being in venture capital. Yeah. (laughs) Cause mom's greatest joy is her family. And being a mom and being a grandma. And I feel similar to that. So I'm honestly like really it's grateful really that true. I had that role model. I think we are like, and we said this in the panel, like we are living in such a hustle generation and we're living in such a time of like working and woman power and entrepreneurial and doing it all. And that I think women are less comfortable now saying, I really just want to be a mom and I really mm-hmm. just want to be a homemaker. And I really that's now become this thing where there's like, like shame around that. Yeah. There's some sort of like negativity around that. And it's fucked up because mm-hmm. it's very true. If you're not raising your kids, someone else is. So it's like, it is a job. Like mm-hmm. if you are not running your home, it's not being run or someone else is. That mm-hmm. is a job. And I have so much respect for women. Like we've said it before, going to work, going 
being around other adults and having lunch. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And and running the home is is just no, which is is which I think, which is why I do have grace for some like really annoying people on social media where I look at them and I'm like, this is so annoying. But really, I love that social media has given a voice to moms who are home and who have like found their their voice and yeah. content and have and otherwise if it wasn't for Instagram or TikTok they would feel alone and they wouldn't feel like they have mm-hmm. a voice. So and they get to share their tips on like how they make their kids yes. lunches. So and- I have to stop myself sometimes from being like, oh my God, this is so annoying and going like, no, it's not annoying. It's it's like so great that this woman has this. Yeah, let her and have it. Of course, like let her have it. So I think it is so interesting that for you, that that really is your happiness. And mm-hmm. okay, so mom's your role model? Role model? Yeah, oh, also, growing up. But also our mom was ahead of the green, organic, oh, yeah. glyphosate conversation before. Guys, she was talking to us about this shit 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, huh? This mom's so kooky. Mm-hmm. But she- She was really on top she of was like really, alternative health. She was really- And that's a really big way that I look up to her because I yeah. am so passionate about- yeah. You are health and wellness and living that clean life. That non-toxic life is so important to me. And so um, she really is the person I look to for those things. Who is my role model? Like Warren Buffett, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't find your business sense to later though, I think. I was like, I don't know. Like who was my, who was my role model? I always wanted to be Barbara Walters. You did. I like was obsessed with Barbara Walters. And you had a huge crush on Geraldo, remember? Yeah, I just really had a thing for talk show hosts. You really did. For journalists. I thought I wanted to be a journalist. I really loved like... You're very serious. I was very serious. People don't get that about me. I was a very serious kid and teenager. Okay, so Barbara Walters was my (laughs) (laughs) child. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Ooh. Good one. I think so. Well, there's two good ones. Okay, I'll say I'll read two and then we decide what we answer. Okay. You know we're going to do both. Number one is hard experience that you now see differently in hindsight. Mm -hmm. I know rejection is divine protection, but I love hearing specific examples. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or what do you think of texting an ex-fling happy birthday? Things ended on a fine note. After time away, I realized he treated me poorly but we have a mutual best friend and will likely be at many of the same events. I want to keep it cordial, even though I think he is a bit of a raging asshole. (laughs) When we ended things, he was insanely condescending and said, I just don't want you to go through a depression because of this. Uh, Mm. Calm down. We only dated for a month or so. I'm definitely not depressed about us ending, to be very clear. Don't text him. No, he sounds brutal. Okay. He sounds brutal. And I think cut your losses. I think we don't, everyone is not meant to be like in our lives forever. Like he needs to feel the absence of you. And I say this. Also the thing that Simon was saying that like, if a girl is like bitchy towards him, he's going to think that like she cares about him. So I think you don't do either one. You don't text him. I'm not saying be bitchy. You don't text him happy birthday because you don't need to go out of your way to be nice to someone who treated you like shit. But if you ever see him, be completely pleasant. Hi, great to see you. How are you? And then move on with your life. Don't give him one or the other. Do not go out of your way to text him happy birthday, but don't be rude when you see him. For sure. Do not. Don't not, let him know that you not, affect him. Not, not. Um, okay. 
than the other one? Like, do you want to answer experience? the other one? Yeah, I don't have you? one in mind, but I think that it's a good one. <sighs> hard experience that looking back, you're grateful for. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think there are so many examples of this just in in business and friendship. I mean, I, I know women that are with the loves of their lives because this other guy cheated on them. Mm, I know mm -hmm. women who are in their dream job because they got fired from another one. So, I mean, I guess I, I don't know specific examples for us, but I think our, if it wasn't for our failures and if it wasn't for our rejection, A, the good stuff wouldn't feel good and B, We've just been on a long road of mm -hmm. rejection and I think um, having to pivot because things aren't working. And yeah, I think for me, like being in bad relationships and being rejected by people who I wanted to be with. Yeah. Led you to Simon. Um, yeah. Not only led me to Simon, but also um, I really don't think that I had uh, a healthy enough view of relationships to be able to appreciate Simon. Mm. And so I think that it's so easy to, um, I don't know, crave taming the asshole and thinking that that validates you and that that's more um, yeah. special. And because I've been through so many of those bad relationships, I really, it gave me such appreciation. And, and the thing I'm the most grateful for is that I never, ever, ever wonder what else could be out there? Is there a person that makes more sense for me that would be more exciting for me? I have all of that in my relationship because I've had so many bad relationships that I know without a shadow of a doubt what good is supposed to feel like. And I feel like yeah. that gives you the opportunity. Like you yeah. have to, I remember so clearly thinking when I had my first like real heartbreak when I was like 21, 1920. And I remember thinking if this is going to hurt this much, it better fucking be worth it. Like it better lead me somewhere good. I need to learn a lesson from this or else it's going to just happen in vain it ended up taking me like two more times that that happened to me yeah. with other people for it to really stick. But I really do think that I'm grateful for those things. I also think when it comes to closure, people ask about, you have to create your own closure. You cannot look to another person to give you closure. You have to create it yourself. Okay. And I would not have Tom, or I would not have Vivian Josie if it wasn't for the Just heartbreak your own and, and like absolute, horrendous situations I was in. I was treated so terribly. I was always cheated on. I was never, I was never respected the way I should have been respected. I was never like mm -hmm. at all. And because of those, the closure thing is really important that you're no, the, saying the closure because thing is so what important. you got, what people don't realize, what women don't realize is that there are plenty of guys out there that are happy to string you along for the rest of their lives. Totally. They will, they're not interested in giving you a closure. Okay. They're happy to make you think that there's That's still a, a very good point. Change. They don't actually men. I think generally they don't need it they, the same way. No, but they're not interested in giving you closure because I think certain men and not even narcissists, just men they in general, leave the door open. they love the idea that like multiple women want them. Yeah. They want to keep the options open. So guys aren't necessarily going to look at you one day and go, you know what? It's time for you to move on. I'm never going to be with you. There are guys that are happy to keep the door open forever. And so it is so important for us to decide I'm closing the door, whether you're leaving it open or not, I am closing the door and I'm moving forward. And a therapist said to me once, Liz Lepresti, I remember saying, I just need closure. I can't move on because he hasn't apologized or he hasn't. This oh my God. She was like, let me be very clear with you. Closure happens alone. Yeah. People die and you have to have closure around it. Totally. It happens alone. I actually think that men that tell you 
to move on are good guys. Mm-hmm, I, I actually think that that I respect that. I have said to male friends of mine, you got to tell her it's over. Like mm-hmm. that she really needs to move on because you have no intention of ever going back. And she thinks because of the bullshit you're still doing, you're still kind of like inviting her places and showing up. And she texting thinks, her randomly. And texting her randomly and like leaving hearts on her Instagram or whatever. It's like, no. I don't think not, guys put hearts on okay, Instagram. I'm just but. saying like, you know, like still like acting. And I think when a when a guy, you know, is honest or a girl, however, which way you, you know, are going, um, I think it, I respect that. And I think men need to do that more because they, it's so true what you're saying. They're, they're not trying to give you pleasure. Yeah, I agree. Okay. We actually have to wrap up now oh, because okay. we have to do ads okay. and we have to leave here in I do think minutes. we we need to do an, an episode where we just hard tackle questions because we're, they're building up mm-hmm. and we're not, we only get, we only do like four a thing and then we save them for the next, but they're just building up. Yeah. And there's a lot of good questions in here. So also keep giving us feedback. Go to world's first podcast Instagram and DM yeah, it. Listen, I want to keep in comments. the, I want to keep in our like hostility today and see how people like it. And maybe people are like, guess what? I'm riding with you. You know, well, I think one day we're dis- laughing the next day. We're <sighs> filtering your, uh, hearing your opinions. I things. think that, that people have said they ride with us and, and, and obviously every episode can't just be like <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. We're all like, you know, we have ebbs and flows. We are grown ass women who are juggling that midlife shit. You know, I was just saying to somebody, your 20s are like so simple. Even when you think they're so hard, they are simple because you just like, I can't explain it. And you'll see it as you get older. Like I'm telling you guys, your 20s are just, it's as simple as it's ever going to be. And I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. I get it. So let's, let's save, um, Let's save. But also, how about a rebrand for the 40s and 50s? What's been happening with that? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for that because Are you ramping that back up? is a new no, I'm not ramping back up. I'm just ending it on a high note. On a high note. It's like so much shit to look forward to if you're listening to this podcast and are mm-hmm. like 28. You have so much to look forward to. And I'm so or if you're 38. Happy for you. And if you're 38. Or if you're 48. And if you're 48. Or 58. And 58. It's so true. I mean, so much. It's just, there's so much to look forward to. And I'm so excited for you guys. I genuinely am excited for you guys. Um, Okay. Love you. Oh. No, not you, the audience. Oh, okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by. Do you not use that voice? I'm sorry. I'm trying to sound. Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced by... Do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our Our associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great.